0: The following podcast may be explicit. One Joe Young presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. Welcome to a special sidebar podcast. We bring in Randy, who has been listening to Adventures from the Shed for a couple of years. We have a casual chat about gaming and ask Randy his opinions on some of the things we've done over the years. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, and welcome to The Shed for Adventures from The Shed. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com, on iTunes, Facebook. As a matter of fact, this is going to be up on Facebook at some point, and it's going to be those people watching. Uh, we have a special sidebar podcast we're recording at this point, and we're going to go around the table, skipping our special guest for last, and we'll say hi. Start with this guy.
1: Hey, it's Mike. Uh, I usually play there. Laramie Burnsteel, the Paladin Josiah. You
2: and who's next? Hey, this is Kurt. I've been here for a long time playing a lot of people.
3: Yeah, This is Chris. Not so much sure of a long that. time, but partially playing a lot of other crazy people.
0: <laughs> a lot of other crazy people other than the Chris himself. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and I am Joe. I am, I guess I'd say, the host of Adventures from the Shed, because right now I'm not the game master i'm the pm the podcast master right, okay. or okay. prime minister prime and prime minister. as prime minister i've gotten an envoy from indiana i
3: believe um <laughs> ambassador <laughs>
0: <laughs> we have joining us today a special guest it's a special uh, sidebar in that it's our first remote guest ever on the podcast that guy over there on the monitor his name is
4: hi guys i'm randy Nice to talk to you. I'll be playing the computer screen on the other side of the desk. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) You're doing
1: a good job, sir.
0: Randy AI. You're nailing it, dude. It's like perfect. So we thought, um, or at least I thought, finally after, what, four years of the podcast, the technology might be good enough for my, um, I don't know, audio snobbery to say, (laughs) we might be able to get someone on here remotely. So I chatted with Randy last night on Skype. He's on Skype today there. Uh, And I think it was good enough for us. Um, so, That's cool. That's I appreciate cool. the audio oh, yeah. snobbery, though.
3: Yeah, because some podcasts sound like garbage. Garbage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I'm going to put garbage well. on, I'm going to pronounce it gar- garbage, garbage,
0: and I will get it from yeah. Mm-hmm. uh Yeah. So there. <laughs> 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 so here we are, and we're just going to talk about stuff in general. Like, for example, I had a Cthulhu gift from folks here on the uh, on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> what I guess a couple of years ago, at least now. And Kurt's making sure it's right up front for Randy to see, and oh. showed our <laughs> Facebook folks there. Um, and we've done so much stuff on the podcast. just the things on the, uh, just a couple of things on the table are good indicators. Like first off, this table itself has been with us the whole time. Mm-hmm. The logo there in the middle of the table was uh, both created, uh, applied and perfected by none other than Mr. Mike. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Uh,
1: that was all him. Oh, right. Although I keep thinking about doing a new one, so I don't know. We'll oh, see.
2: Superb. I need a new T shirt because I've worn a white T shirt with this logo on it to the gym so many times it's that no it's no like gray, itself off. And all the like cute twenty four year olds there <laughs> look at me and they're like, Who's that weird dude with the grayed out adventures from the <laughs> Who's the <what>? old man <laughs> <over there? laughs> Yeah, seriously, seriously. I'm <laughs> like, I wanna party with that. guy. I'm like, like, I need a new colorful, <laughs> awesome Who's, shed shirt. Whose dad
1: is it? Whose dad is wearing that adventure <laughs> in the shed shirt?
2: He's so gross.
0: <laughs> so, Randy, you've listened to us for a while. Um, how awesome is the podcast?
3: <laughs> I like how you set that up. Uh,
4: well, since I check in every time it's uploaded, I'd say it's pretty awesome. You guys uh, always keep me entertained and everything. So uh, Just. Keep being awesome, and I'll keep listening. Oh no,
0: that's a that's a pretty low bar for us. We're we're there. Right, right.
3: Started awesome.
0: Yeah, we
3: go from awesome up. Have you been here since the beginning, or? Uh... Uh,
4: I think Mike had already left uh, the first time when I finally uh, found you guys. I was listening to a previous D and D podcast that uh, had quit, and then I searched to uh, get my fix, and then I stumbled upon you guys and listened and listened to the back catalog and. Listen to the uh, setting the shed on fire and all that fun stuff. <laughs> yeah,
2: there
4: you
1: go. Yes, Fireball the Shack. Yeah.
2: A classic moment in our history. Is. Mm. Another one brought to you by Mike. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I uh, occasionally get, get a good idea, I guess. <laughs> well, at
0: least it's occasional. We don't want to push it. We want to keep our level of awesome yeah. at a good level. Yeah. Um, so what, you, so go ahead,
2: you've listened to us play different game systems, uh, some D&D, some Dungeon World, some other things we've tried? Yeah.
4: Yes, I've listened to, uh, like I said, I've listened to every episode since the back catalog. I've heard you guys uh, try to do, was it 5 or was it 4 at the time? Uh, And you guys just bailed on that uh, midway through and switched to the uh, Dungeon World system? Oh, it's It's 5. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Once we got, I think, for me at least, once we got up to, I think it was level 5 or so, the characters get too complex for the podcast. And I said, let's switch to something a little easier. It wasn't the most popular decision at the time. but that was
3: the Ravenloft thing, wasn't it? That uh, was no, that,
0: it was... Um,
3: oh, the Strahd. Oh, no, no it wasn't. I thought, no, I thought it thought
0: was. was. Uh, it was one of the Dungeon World worlds. Yeah, uh, I think Perindisi. it was there in
3: DC. Yeah,
2: a lot of us enjoy playing 5e, but for recording purposes, the Dungeon World tends to move a little bit faster.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: you don't get bogged down yeah. in the mechanics of combat and figuring yeah. out which spell slots you still have open, like in 5e. Yeah,
0: I kind of felt like when we spent more than half of our time talking about rules, it probably Uh, felt like it was, to me at least, it felt like it was getting boring for somebody (laughs) listening to just audio. And, um, I don't know, I think rules conversations don't play too well, uh, unless you're describing the rules, not necessarily looking them up and arguing over them.
1: Yeah, although I I think that, um, I've seen with you, Joe, that that you uh, sort of make it a little bit more educational than... Uh, a typical D and D podcast, in that you yeah. will explain the rules if they come up, yeah. and I think that some people appreciate that. No, I would say because uh-huh. some people might have the
3: same confusion, or like, how do they pull that off? And you know,
4: yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, someone from the outside,
4: I will say that I do appreciate that you guys will. Well, every time uh, you guys want to do a new spell, that you haven't done in a while, Joe will say, "Hey, can you read the description of that spell?" and we remember yeah. as you guys remember. Yeah.
0: You, you, get to, um, you get to hear that. What you don't get to hear is when I say that, half of the time the eyes are rolling. When I say, go ahead and read that out again. We just want to make
2: no, sure. No, no. Yeah. Often we haven't played in you know, three weeks or a month, yeah. so it's good to be able to refresh our own memories on the powers that our amazing yeah. characters have.
0: Uh, to this point, the last time we were in the shed here was almost a month ago. Uh, mm-hmm. what, it's the second, it was the fifth last month, so almost mm-hmm. exactly a month. And uh, we, we don't, I, I say we, I, I'm pretty sure most of us don't remember what happened in between. And because the episodes, uh, anybody who's actually listening in the room, anyone who listens to the podcast still doesn't hear it until the time it's released. We don't listen to them ahead of time. Uh, most of the time we're not able to uh, review and remember what mm-hmm. we did. So a month has passed. We don't know what happened last, which is another reason for me. I think it's important to do a recap at the beginning of a lot of episodes, yeah. not all of them, but a lot. Yeah.
2: It's Is also that- the way that you like to punish us if you're mad at us. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt, you've been a bad boy. You do the recap. We also have to remind. I
4: guess remind that's him. why Kurt reads a lot of them. <laughs> 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 sorry. <Kurt's We> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Kurt does Although
1: Kurt I'm a lot better at... Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was going to say, I remember
2: a lot better what happened last episode since I stopped drinking. Oh, like yeah. two years ago, I was like, I have no idea. <laughs>
0: Uh, I can't but remember
2: anything. Now I at least remember <laughs> last time we were in a forking tunnel and we were following a crazy dwarf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. And we there had a really l- like a hot r- hot druid with us.
0: And the thing is, uh. right now, actually, what we're doing right now is going to be today's, or tomorrow, I'm sorry, tomorrow's episode, which means, um, you know, Randy, you'll be on the podcast tomorrow, Ooh. as it were. Yeah. But hey, well, uh,
4: technically, I have been on a podcast before, but by name.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I joke about that exactly. from
4: time to time with my friends. I'm like, "Hey, listen to this this weird honorable honorable mention that you guys did."
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. well, so Randy, tell us a little bit about like your gaming background. Do you play? Do you just listen for fun? What's your What's your deal?
4: It's been a few years since I've actually picked up the dice and played a game, but I started when I was 11. My mom had a coworker who we went to a birthday party, and I played his PlayStation. That's so long ago, and uh, he invited me and my brother to start playing D and D with his group of people. There was like several people there. It was a chaos, but it was fun, and I got hooked. And I went there almost every Sunday for about four or five years, just playing the uh, kind of a, a mix of three. He had special rules for his games, but
2: it's it's been 23 years, I'd say now. So. Oh wow! Hmm. <laughs> I had a similar story. I played it in like fourth, third, fourth, fifth grade, and then uh, just fell away from it for decades, and got into computer RPGs and really enjoyed that, but. <laughs> got back into playing around the table just to get social with actual real people again. And <laughs> actual real people. Yeah, it's been super fun. And so um, have a great time here. And then I've got other games going and other things. And it's, it's really fun. People say they don't understand it, but it's like you get to make someone f- like in your own
4: creation. Sure, the dice tell you where to put the points or whatever for your specific character if you want them to be a warrior or a wizard or whatever. But... You generally can make your own person. Whether the dice will let you, you know, be awesome or a complete failure—that's a whole different story. Yeah, <laughs> the,
0: the the dice make failures
3: awesome, especially yeah. in oh, dungeon yeah. world. Uh-huh. Yeah, I feel yeah. like even more so. Yeah,
4: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, we, we like to fail. Well, I like it when you guys fail. Yeah, I have. Um, I, I'm actually at. Uh, Mike's house, running, uh, helping him run the Curse of Strahd adventure with Dungeon World rules, mm-hmm. and I'm using my um, my scheme of keeping account of failures and then just using them at will later. Mm. And I believe right now there are up to 22 failures <laughs> that I have held that I'm just making <sighs> things happen, which is it's a very useful thing in um, in using a D and D published adventure within dungeon world rules because there are things you guys may remember with Strahd there are things that should just happen or Strahd is too powerful for the characters at this point well there's no such thing in dungeon world Mm -hmm. right he's really not too powerful you can still go up and chop his head off if you roll the 10 plus and well that would bring a quick end to the adventure (laughs) So, so I'm keeping it as failures where if I need something to happen it just happens they don't get to roll it just happens, and then they have to deal with that. Yeah. Uh, Mike's character lost several body pieces. Yeah, I got in munched last on session. last time. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
5: Yeah. <laughs> By but, Baron von Strahd or by someone
0: no, else? by, like,
1: nobody. V- it's the vampire, vampire spawn. boxes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they were
0: vampire spawn, and they, they ate
1: a bit of the, druid, yeah. the, the thief.
5: Yeah,
0: yeah. Halfling thief.
1: He's half the man he used to be. <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah. Quarterman. <laughs> so how long have you guys been playing the game? Uh, any version of any RPG. Yeah, I was gonna um, say I
3: started around when I was ten, so it was like you know thirty some years ago, and it was, it was just me and my older brother at the time, and I didn't know what I was doing, and he it was like keep on the Borderlands, I go in, I end up fighting like the lackeys in the stable, get injured, I'm trying to escape, crossbow bolt in the back, I lasted like an hour, it was horrible, <laughs> you know, and then later you just start you know getting into different campaigns, but mine was been mostly D and D over the years, and then. Yeah, cyberpunk and call of cthulhu and then dungeon world recently and all that jazz Mm
2: -hmm. back with first and second edition dnd i don't think i ever made it more than two hours into a game i was always dead (laughs) it was so hard back then (laughs) keep on the borderlands i was like i could see the keep way over there (laughs) oh no i'm dead (laughs) (laughs) um how about you mike
1: i think i'm actually fairly new to it like i've probably only been playing like five or six years um, I don't know. I I was married at the time and wanted to find a a place where I could find people that didn't have children. <laughs> so <laughs> I started playing D&D. <laughs> and then found that all those people had children. <laughs> they just <laughs> got away for the night. That's funny. But yeah, yeah, I've been real into it since then. So, I, I I guess I'm making up for lost time.
2: Catherine asked me today what time I would be home from the shed. I said, "Well, I'll be home by midnight." She's like, wait, you're starting at 10 a.m. I was like, yeah. She's like, you're not recording that long. I said, no, I might just uh, go wander around the county and get in trouble yeah. <laughs> afterwards.
0: <laughs> you just tell her what you don't want me home by midnight. <laughs> well, I can stay out later. Right. <laughs> uh, so I, I guess I've been playing for, well, if I had to put a number on it now, 40 years? I don't yeah. want to put that number on it, though. Well, and you so played. Not. You've
2: played pretty much straight through, right?
0: Um, there was probably overall five years out of that where I wasn't playing something, but I was reading something, you know, writing something, whatever. It's just, uh, I, I really enjoy the, the getting around the table with people and, and essentially managing a project. <laughs> right. uh-huh. That's what we do <laughs> the whole time. We have our resources and um, we have to manage our resources and each other. And Randy almost fell out of his chair. <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh, I was Getting some tissue was (laughs) hideout.
0: Oh, do we get to see Tango at some point?
2: Uh, i put them away, but uh, I can go get them.
0: Randy's got this this tiny chihuahua.
2: chihuahua. Oh, wow. I was going to say, something I've discovered, Randy, (laughs) about gaming is I really enjoy learning about new game systems. Um, At first, I I got into that playing here. You know, we would try Cthulhu or... Um, you know, we we played that game test for Adara, and we yeah. played a little Star Wars. And now I just enjoy for fun reading. You know, I've been reading the Thirteenth Age uh, Core Rule Book and the Dragon Age Core Rule Book, and um, Nice Black Agent, which is another Pelgrim Press game, yeah. which is really fun. So,
0: <laughs> Kurt actually it's, has a bookshelf full of RPG books that he has read but never played. <laughs> that is
2: right. I have a, a backlog of things that at some point I will yeah. find someone to play with me. Right. So.
0: But it's really nice to see, you, know, you got the nice living room <laughs> fireplace in the corner, the TV up on the wall, the in wall bookshelves and an entire shelf of just like D&D fifth edition stuff collected <laughs> and then Pathfinder on another shelf.
2: It's very yeah. pretty. Wow, that's
1: cool. Very cool.
2: Yeah, I've got a f- literally a first edition uh, Memoirs of Ulysses S. Grant. I've got all my Lincoln biographies. And then I've got like Van Graaff's Guide to Dragons <laughs> like, right next to it. <laughs> so.
0: All historically important.
3: Exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. exactly. Oh, definitely. <laughs> awesome. It's all true.
0: So, Brandy, what <laughs> other podcasts do you listen to? And how much worse are they than ours? <laughs>
4: Well, as I was mentioning in a previous d d podcast, it was uh, Nerd Poker with uh, Brian Pussain and yeah. Friends. They were on the Earwolf uh, Corporation, I guess, uh, before they went solo. And when they came back, they were using horrible microphones or so picking up, like, chewing sounds and everything. <laughs> uh, thank God you guys don't have that.
0: Kurt is uh, chewing right now, and <laughs> he
1: reached <laughs> to mute his microphone.
5: <laughs>
2: So well, thing is the is Kurt meets himself no. all the time. I'm really <laughs> conscious about meeting myself right before I bite into a big taco chip. <laughs> awesome.
0: <laughs> Go on, Randy.
2: That's funny. I can't uh, believe that um, someone who listened to Brian no, Hussein yeah, no, is no. now listening to us. <laughs> That's awesome.
0: Because we're better. Yeah.
2: <clears <clears throat> <clears throat> throat> have you watched any of the, you know, there's been a big shift, I think, to a lot of people watching stuff on YouTube and Twitch where you've got the video version of it. Do you watch any of the like video actual plays or you just do audio podcasts? I mostly do audio
4: podcasts. I work in a warehouse, so it keeps me company and laughing and not listening to just the silence uh, or the occasional boom of boxes like way down the other aisles. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I like to think that we've been the cause of at least one forklift hitting a
4: rack. (laughs) That that sounds good to me. (laughs) Nope, not. My my, uh, section doesn't drive forklifts, unfortunately. Oh, wow. No. I just put away boxes all day. Okay. Um,
2: It's like dice, just uh, bigger and (laughs) spilled paper everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm the same way. I like to listen at work and in the car, so I tend to stick to audio podcasts. But Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people are watching Mm -hmm. them. Force Gray and the the big ones. What's the Critical Role? Critical Role, yeah. Yeah.
1: (coughs) Um, Although I started uh, actually listening to Critical Role since they've made it a podcast. Oh, okay. Like before, it was just too much to watch it.
2: See, I don't think it's really fair. (laughs) I mean, those are like professional actors and improvisers, and we're just... Just dudes who like German dungeon porn. We're just. <laughs> we're <laughs> amateurly
4: awesome.
3: Yeah. yeah. Is there any one of our campaigns that you uh, especially liked? You know? Like, the, like that one was really cool. Um,
4: the Curse of Strad was really good. Um, my favorite, though, has to be uh, when Joe and Kurt did the. Uh, I think it was not the Curse of Cthulhu, it was the other one. It was Cthulhu yeah. based. Confidential. Uh, Cthulhu Confidential, yeah. the one on one? Yeah. That yeah, was that so was fun, a, like yeah. a film noirish kind of thing. Yeah. Was excellent. You guys played that really well. I thought um,
0: that's, that's cool. very cool. Now, as a side note, I don't know if you're aware of this. <laughs> um, on Pelgrane Press's website, who are the ones that publish that? Uh, they actually have the podcast of Kurt and I doing that as a reference material on their website. Oh wow, wow! Cool. Oh, I, I don't
2: That's think cool. I knew that. Yeah.
0: Wow. You said that last time I told you to. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> still using that new thing, still. Too, yeah. I didn't know they had
2: references. I don't think I realized yeah. it was put up. We there.
0: are up there as an actual play um, <laughs> example of that system.
2: It's funny that um, one came with three adventures, and Joe and I did the first one, which was great. Then we tried another one that was a little—it was a little trickier, in part because you're playing an African American lead character in like the 1940s, which is tough to do when you're a white guy from. New Hampshire or... <laughs> also you know, tough West when Jesus you're
0: wondering <laughs> how it will play on the internet. Exactly. Yeah. And, but then,
2: the, then <laughs> the, thir- yeah. the third adventure that they publish is a really good one with a female reporter protagonist. And I've been wanting to do that one with Catherine, uh, with my wife, because um, I think it would be really fun. But I want a woman to play the character. Yeah. So mm-hmm. try to talk Joe into recording that one at some point, seeing how it goes. But We, we should. I don't know if she'll do it. She'll want
0: to, yeah. Well, I think she's probably more likely now that she's played more often, right? Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> probably. That'd be cool. <laughs>
4: I've definitely been enjoying the perils of parent DC I wanted to somehow figure out how to work in Marvel instead of DC as a joke on the page perils of parent Marvel <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I get it
4: I Iron mans puns on my post on yeah? the page
0: that's awesome <laughs> yes um, that that's one of the things that you guys uh, I, of course, I keep up with the Facebook comments and such, and I'm not sure everybody sees them. I think Chris sees them. Yeah, family. I usually try to see them. But Randy is I'm one late. of the ones that, with some regular likes and posts um, and comments on our stuff. <laughs> um, that's one of the reasons he's here. When I put a message out there saying, if anybody wants to try uh, joining us remotely, Randy actually replied. And uh, Granted, I had a couple other replies, but people that were just <laughs> like, I'd like to, but, and then Randy said, yeah, I'd like to. And here we are, I don't know, what is it, like six months later? that has <laughs> been a while.
4: Yeah, well, we had just moved ourselves, yeah. like uh, Mickey and JJ, how they unfortunately moved away. Hopefully they come back, knock on wood, yeah. But yeah. Uh, for a game or two. But uh, so my office, as you can see, is still a wreck. We've been moving stuff uh, still and painting walls and all that. So I've been trying to get this together somehow, and it finally came together. Great, yeah. It works.
0: Uh, yeah, and I, I think so far... We hear you fine. I think you hear us fine. Um, And I mean, this little view I have here is kind of neat. All of us and then (laughs) him on the table. That's what'll be on Facebook later. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, Chris had asked about the adventure or the campaign that you liked. What about any character? Is there any specific character that jumped out at you that uh, you you uh, thought was uh, I don't know either exceptionally. Uh, gifted, <laughs> or or just odd, or, or you know something different about a character that, that one of us may have played.
4: I am like the worst person with names, but uh, I can tell you, um, Joe, you had that character a uh, few games ago the the knight who was always, uh, oh, what was your catchphrase? Joe Paylor, yeah, guy. that was the Joe campaign. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. that yeah. was that Calvin. Was always funny. <laughs> yeah,
0: that that was one of the things I enjoyed most about that campaign was being able to play a character with a shtick. Because that's my favorite <laughs> thing. When I play a character, that character has to do something that's recognizable. And that was him. Uh, go I, I don't
1: it. know what you're talking about, Gojo. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, if you happen to listen to the Dungeoneers <laughs> podcast, <laughs> Mike has stuff going there. But in our campaign here, um, the current one of uh, A New Frontier, uh, Mike's uh, Laramie is um, following Josiah. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, if we can clear that up, is it Josiah? Josiah? Kurt has said more than it's once. Josiah. Josia? All right, yeah. I just want to, because that's what I've said. Yeah. Although, Although Gojo was, is the
1: important yep, part. Just yeah. totally made him up. Uh, He's like yeah. the the god of mysteries and stuff like that. So
0: and stuff cool. like that.
4: Yeah. Were you leaving the shed when you made it up? Hey, Joe. See ya. <laughs> oh,
0: fits right in, folks. Very good. <laughs> My jokes are terrible. <laughs> <White paper.
4: laughs>
0: well, you are a dad, so you officially can have dad jokes. And that fits.
5: Yeah.
4: <laughs> oh, I definitely tried those every once in a while. My daughter cannot understand them yet but still <laughs> lasts regardless well, that's good. important that's good enjoy it while it yeah. lasts
2: <laughs> my 13 year old rose rolls his eyes at me every single day oh dad
0: for real dad for real yeah. um what other what other things that you can remind us of that we could talk about that were fun for you to listen to that we could tell you what it was like when we played it
4: um I know you guys play that terrible Star Wars game, uh, but the <laughs> dice rolling was actually pretty interesting. It was uh, just yeah. the campaign. They were like, "Hey, here's some grenades. Please uh, walk through the game easily." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yep. Uh, so, who wants to take a stab at the Star Wars debacle?
1: Well, I mean, like, I I do understand the dice have like they have those specialty dice that you, um, I guess it's a um, a triumph, a success, and a failure and some other thing epic failures but yeah the the whole i mean i feel like because i've listened to other podcasts that play on the um that system and they don't like focus as much on like an adventure path and it seems to work better but like their starter adventure was was sort of had had its problems but i I don't know I I, i would try it again i guess
2: I thought the system was awesome, as I recall. It was just that the starter adventure was poorly designed.
5: Well,
0: when a game system says you have a dice pool and you actually have to use both hands to hold them, to roll them, that's fun, (laughs) right? And I'm, I'm sure... Well, I know listening back when I produce the podcast, I know listening back, the sound of 10 dice hitting the table at once is kind of neat because it's one of those, we're all sitting around individually mic'd, but our individual mics pick up that nice little high-pitched frequency when the dice hit the table, so it's a nice stereo echoey sound when it happens. And when all those dice hit, it's like, hey, that's pretty darn cool.
1: Yeah, the only thing worse is uh, Shadowrun. It's like, roll 27 D6s and count. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) now we can get apps on the phone if we really have to yes, <laughs> just do yeah, it yeah it doesn't have the dice. same effect
3: though that's true yeah. my agree. older brother calls falling house damage like all the dice <laughs> falling yeah. house damage yeah.
2: that's not bad
3: yeah right there. problem
4: with apps is there's no rolling mechanic it's just like you press the button and then it tells you the, the outcome of the roll it's like i want to see an animation come on
3: yeah, yeah. exactly right.
4: and
0: noises and yeah heck you make the phone vibrate in my hand while the dice is rolling or something <laughs> that would be much yeah. better
3: that would actually be pretty cool yeah that like slowly calms down all right, who can write an
0: app? Oh, yeah. anyway. <laughs> not me, <laughs> Kurt. I'm sure you got that. Yeah, you're a really tech
2: savvy I was gonna guy. say, yeah, it's uh, I'm on the ball. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, if we ever play that Star Wars game again, I uh, would be uh, Gregory the Grenade Seller because you like, <laughs> <he laughs> would Get just have unlimited. <laughs> unlimited damage all the it's, time. It's awesome.
0: It, yeah, the, that that simple item was way too powerful. For the situation that the characters found themselves in
2: well the, the other thing as i recall is it's basically one map and one mission yeah and there were literally multiple rooms on that map that had nothing in them yep. yeah they're like you're in a kitchen yeah i'm like Okay, I mean I you right? you only have 13 rooms or whatever in the starter set yeah. why are you giving me an empty kitchen yeah it doesn't make uh,
4: sense. There, there
0: should have been something useful in almost every section of the starter set without a doubt
4: that
2: and the I'll speeder say one bikes thing about out. the
4: way you guys play Joe has a tendency to if you guys are not uh, and he said this before in a previous uh, one of these open uh, podcasts that uh, if you guys are skipping over a room where a trap would be. He tends to move that trap or move yeah. the chest or yeah. move the Make monsters. I do the so same I, thing, I
3: listen, right? Yeah. I'm like, you're going to get that no matter what.
4: I listened to another podcast done, um, where they just kept on making like these right turns and all, like never went anywhere for almost a full episode and they recorded for like two hours and just like, can you help them get to the room or something? Come on. Yeah. But, <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: Yeah, the action can definitely get stale. And for me, that's one of the things that I like to do when when, it, when we're in here is I'll focus on the podcast almost as much as I'll focus on the game. I want to make sure that something's happening. Um, and, and one of the things I do with that, I mentioned this to Randy when he and I chat last night, but um, actually, can you say chat or do you have to say chatted? I chat mean, sounded I good. Chat. probably works. <laughs> we chat.
3: Huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess maybe we we're gonna beat away with that one. I, I don't know.
0: So right now we're taking a chit. Last night we chatted. All right. <laughs>
3: there you go. Does
2: that sound <laughs>
0: about right? Okay. <laughs> oh, <geez.
2: laughs>
0: as we were as we were talking last night, I mentioned him. One of the things I'll do in the podcast to try and keep us um on a focus isn't the right word, but on track is probably a better word. I'll say in between, look, you guys were like in the wrong spot and here's where we need to focus when we start up the yeah. next one. Yeah, yeah. And I do that as part of a podcast. But I would encourage people playing a face-to-face game, the the DM, at some point, go ahead and speak up. Tell the players, look, you really need to stop looking in the kitchen because it's empty. You've been going through silverware drawers for 20 minutes oh, yeah. now.
3: <laughs> Let's move on. This is where, like, NPCs are always good guys that always have hanging around. They're kind of like, hey, why don't we check this out, yeah. you know?
2: Yeah. That's actually a real challenge for a DM. In my <laughs> other game right now, um, we've gone to a new city, and so... Um, People, there's all kind of stuff that you can do. Mm. And there's a clear hook. It's like if you want to keep the actual adventure moving forward, you need to kind of do this. Mm. But they're like, yeah, but there's like armor people we can see and all this. And I think that's great. Like they're having fun. But you could
3: use those same people to do, they could drop those little hook pieces. Like anybody, I want to go see this chef. I want to go see this armor. I want to go see this guy. And then I'll mention something that deals with the hook, you know. But
2: what's funny, it's a challenge we've (laughs) we've had a little bit in that some players really like kind of... um, political games or diplomacy or conversation and other characters really want combat. And surprisingly, my wife, who's playing her first ever D and D game with us, um, we've had like two sessions in the city with really no combat, yeah. and literally at the end of last one, she's like, that sucked. She's like, if I don't kill something soon, I'm done. <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, everyone right. else is like yeah. having a blast Yeah, going You
3: gotta balance the intrigue over the yeah. violence. So I literally told her,
2: I was like, alright, if they don't go down, if you guys don't follow the hook, I'll just have a bar fight next Bring time. That, and we'll yeah. have a 30 minute bar That'd, fight.
3: <laughs> yeah, she sounds pretty good.
0: <laughs> so I, I was there at the beginning of Kurt's game for a few sessions, and in the beginning of that adventure, we were fighting goblins for like three or four sessions in a row. At that, that like the fourth session, she said, Kurt, Kurt's wife said, you know, I'm sick of fighting goblins. And then we had these two sessions of diplomacy or exploration. And at the end of that, she's like, let me kill something, even if it's a damn goblin.
5: <laughs> <I don't care." laughs>
0: but that's, that, it's a big part. Make sure that. You get to roll dice, and one of the reasons I like the Dungeon World mechanic of you roll dice no matter what situation you're in. Right. It's the same mechanic no matter what you're doing. Right,
2: and so I brought that up not to talk about another game, but because it's exactly that point. Roll dice no matter what. So like, we had one session where they were just exploring town and talking to people. And it was fine, but we didn't roll any dice. Well, the last session, same thing, exploring town, talking to people, but I made them roll diplomacy checks and insight yeah. checks and persuasion checks, and I think had a lot more fun. So, which you do a good job here of keeping us rolling and and mm-hmm. keeping engaged because it's more fun for the listeners.
1: Yeah, I think um, a podcast D and D and normal D and D are you have to play them in different ways. Like you have to, it's almost like. You have to keep it on the run with the podcast and you have to just keep it going and going and going that you can't have those like whole hour sessions where you just do nothing because it's just boring to Shopping. listen to. Yeah.
3: yeah. Especially when you're the DM, it's kind of weird to like change your mindset of yeah working that out. You know, although it's
1: like super tiring to DM for a podcast because of that pace <laughs> that you have to keep it like i hear that like it's it's sort of relaxing to do any other ones like right, I, yeah. I i go to my other games and i'm like oh this is a nice relaxing evening yeah. and I get, I get done with with my podcast or this podcast and i'm just like wiped out because <laughs> it's like extra strange too much yeah and I get to do two this
0: weekend. Yeah, I'll just do you. Yeah,
2: yeah. It is. It is funny how tiring this is, even though it's super fun. Yeah. Like I come home and Catherine, you know, I've been gone all day, and she wants me to like play with the kids. I'm like, oh man, I'm just wiped out. She's like, really? You're wiped out from all that dungeon world? <laughs> <laughs> like, what'd you do? Have sex with an elf today? Come on. Man. I know. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> we fought
0: a dragon. <laughs> yeah, baby. No, baby, it was a half orc today. It wasn't as great as you think it might be. Yeah.
2: She's like, I know about that, Wylena. I know the <laughs> way you <laughs> roll. <laughs> oh, wow. uh,
0: so, Randy, you mentioned it's been a few years since you played. What was uh, what was the last thing you played?
4: Uh, Pathfinders. We actually had about a two-year campaign that was every Sunday for about four or five hours every day. Wow. That was some crazy stuff. My friends are nuts, and uh, the adventures, man. You guys want to say weird? One of them was a halfling and was hanging out with this um, paladin female, and he was just went into this new town they've never been in before. And for some reason, he just got in his head to go, "She's a pedophile! Get her away from me!" <laughs>
3: it's like <laughs> <laughs> <what?
4: Jeez>. <laughs> <laughs> a
3: pedophile
0: incriminating right <laughs> off the bat. Call the flight. cops.
2: <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, Were geez. you guys doing, been doing that in that town very long? Oh. <laughs> Were you doing a set adventure path, or was he doing homebrew? homebrew we generally stick with homebrew uh,
4: I'm, this is the first podcast or anything I've listened to where you guys sometimes focus on someone else's story that they've made and those have some funny outcomes too when you guys try to stray from the path
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: For it's sure. a, I don't know that anyone actually tries it just happens
1: yeah
3: yeah
0: because you just you think you've got the <coughs> right idea in your head. Clearly, the adventure said, I mean, to, to Kurt's point, where you say there's some armor over there or, or there's a guard over in front of that door. Well, in the published adventure, the guard's just standing there because that's his place to stand. It's actually an empty kitchen or something, right? Yeah. Um, but you get it in your head as a player. There's a guard. There has to be something important behind there. And it strays from the path, but it's just the interpretation you have around the table. I think it's inevitable, and it happens in every adventure, Mm -hmm. every published adventure. What I like about the uh, sandbox or the homebrew type of stuff is once you say you want to go to that door, well, guess what? There's going to be something important behind there, or at least something useful. Yeah. yeah. It makes makes it... It more entertaining that you made a choice that made a difference instead of you made a choice that made no difference.
2: Yeah, I think with homebrew, you spend more time kind of daydreaming and thinking about your game and your world, but actually running the game is so much easier than trying to run it off a published adventure. Yeah, you know, like I think you, well, was it you or JJ that ran Stroud? JJ, JJ ran Stroud. JJ. You know,
0: I I went to Palor.
2: That's right. That's I right. I did Galvin. But um, <laughs> like I'm running Rise of the Rune Lords now in my home game. Um. And I've had to start improvising a lot more because I just I hate having to look in the book and be like, oh, what is that character's uh-huh. stats or what goes – and I'm like, I'm going to read it. I'm going to get the basic idea. I'm going to know the high points they want to hit. I'm going to yeah. follow the plot, but then yep. I'm making it up. Mm-hmm. At every moment where I have any doubt, I make it up, and I make the character's name up, yeah. and, and it's gotten so much better.
3: I think yeah. that's always better anyway because just, just what if somebody has read part of that or played part of it before, then it's like a new twist for them. Yeah. They don't know
2: where it's going, which is always cool. It's just, you you know, you get into one of these dungeons with 40 rooms in it, or a house, like I was in a haunted manor that has 39 rooms, Mm -hmm. and you don't know which way they're going, and flipping pages is no fun. So,
0: Um, Stroud is a good example of that because the castle itself has something like 144. Oh, especially the catacombs and stuff.
3: It's insane. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Just so you know, Mike, we won't be going through all that. Aww. You guys will hit the
1: important parts. Yeah. Okay, we'll That's hit good. 143. <laughs> okay,
0: that sounds good. One of them's used.
1: Over that, it's too
3: much. Yeah, just way too <laughs> much.
1: Although the tough thing with a, a pre-written adventure is, if you try to um, to like go freeform with it too much, then you could be like either revealing something or. Uh, sending them down a path that the rest of the adventure is broken so that it, it's tough to get back. You have to sort of, like, let them play and then push it back. to the, I'm always there. fine with totally that. There. Right. Usually
3: I have, like, an idea of what I want to do for a campaign, and then I'll, I end up taking stuff from store boxes. like, I need stats on whatever, and I'm like, oh, I'll take part of this story, too, because it already fits in with mine, and so I, you know... Mm-hmm. merge them together, yeah. but, then, but it does throw people off. Some people are like, wait a minute, doesn't this guy? And I'm like, oh, yeah. the character's not part of that adventure now. Now he's part of my adventure. Yeah. You know? oh, yeah. Booyah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, my biggest fear when I'm running a published adventure, if I go off the rails too much, some NPC is going to die that is going to be pivotal <laughs> on page yeah. 200 yeah, yeah. of the adventure. And I think to myself, all right, so uh, you know what? I, I, don't know. I don't know what this guy's supposed to do right now, so yeah, go ahead and kill him. And then later on, he's like, he's the only one that can, you know, he has the key to turn for the nuclear device or something. You can always have a
2: long-lost brother.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then it's trying to make up for, how the hell did I screw that up? And that's my biggest fear. And that's where I like um, the smaller... I don't know. It's sandbox. Strahd actually is sandbox once you get past a couple of things. Mm-hmm. You get past the beginning adventure. Um the D&D starter set, I think our favorite uh, adventure right, yeah. was similar to that. Once you got to Van mm-hmm. it was kind of open. Um that that city, it was just the way we played it was a whole MMORPG thing of you had quest givers in different spots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has a yellow or or, or yellow or orange ex- <laughs> uh, exclamation <laughs> or question mark. Guy. Yeah. Huh. Otherwise, don't go talk to them because they're useless. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, so Randy, when you were playing Pathfinder, um, I mean, that's a pretty rules-heavy, complicated system um, compared to 5e or certainly compared to Dungeon World. Um, how do you? basically f- 3.5. Yeah, okay. exactly, <laughs> exactly. So how do you feel about, like, rules-heavy versus rule-light, both from playing perspective and kind of from a listening perspective?
4: Uh, I can really go either way. Uh, rules-heavy, as long as you understand why the rules are there, you can... Once you get a grasp of them, you can get pretty far in a campaign without worrying too much about whether or not you can dual hand two weapons at once or whatever. I'm rambling, but uh, it's all good. (laughs) Welcome.
3: Now, I kind of like to keep the rules just like guidelines. I mean, they could be bent and maybe broken sometimes for the story, you know, kind of thing. Story's more important. Yeah. Which I think why Dungeon World, that's why we gravitate because we're not really worried about the rules. (laughs) (laughs) Not so much, no. (laughs) One
4: um, world I would like to see you guys go back to was that steampunk game. You guys uh, seemed to have some fun
3: with that as well. That was Adara, Adara, yeah. That was before my time.
0: Now, the the one part about that, too, is even though that game kind of fell flat, um, I still have the rules that we played with, but the other part of that is we could play that world... In a different system, because they finally published the from their Kickstarter, their Traveler's Guide to Adara, which is essentially a world book. Yeah, not, gotcha. it's not adventures. Oh, yeah, and I have that, so I have the hardcover of that. And um, I loved Adara yeah, because.
2: I played a shotgun wielding dwarf with a dragon sidekick. That was pretty cool. Like, I had steam doesn't get Fists.
0: much. <laughs> I could punch things with my steam, steam punch. Fish. Yes, yeah. steam punch and steampunk. You're like yeah.
1: Doomfist from Overwatch. I mean, there was so many cool things in that game. Like that is, I, I looking back, yeah. it's probably one of my favorite ones we've ever done on this. Well, one.
0: you guys actually did a train heist.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Between that and <clears> the game, and like, jumping and... from one car to another, yeah. Yeah. it's like so cool. Yeah, that whole It's not cooler
4: than my game, Mike.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I will say I would love to play Cthulhu because I haven't played since it was
3: like the I old school percentages version.
2: Uh, was that Randy?
4: I said the Everyone Dies game.
3: That's
2: yeah. right. Yeah, you it's die or go crazy, so y- nobody if you wins. Got, if you guys both have not played Cthulhu, we should yeah. play the one that we I did haven't played the in the new one. one. I,
3: I haven't played it since like yeah. the nineties where it was like the old school with percentage dice, you know, Cthulhu.
0: We have a couple of things with that because we did the trail of Cthulhu for one of our Halloween episodes um 2017 i think it was regardless we did that one but i've also had requests when we've put out there on facebook and questions of it what system up. yeah the actual cthulhu game not the right. easy one and mm-hmm. i'm still contemplating that i don't know it's like 45 bucks for the book or something but to your point i think it's still percentage dice i'm not sure but yeah. there's but- a lot of stuff that i'd have to learn to run it but the Trail of Cthulhu, we could definitely run. And I know they have some adventures. I may even have an
3: adventure or two that we haven't run yet.
2: Yeah, Trail yeah. was easy. Was yeah. that gumshoe system? It is, yeah. Which is yeah. easy to learn. I
3: mean, yeah. I just, uh, For me, I don't care if it's original system or not. It's just like that yeah. the whole world. I'd rather get, yeah. yeah, I haven't been been there in a long time kind of
2: thing. It's fun. The, yeah. the, mo- the most part, fun part of it is there's an insanity mechanism. Yeah, right. So as well, things happen, you get more yeah. and more crazy. Yeah, it's the
3: same thing. Where, like you either go crazy or you die. Like, there's no winning in Cthulhu. Exactly.
2: You know? exactly it's kind of like yeah. life yeah. <laughs> kurt,
3: yeah Yeah. well our, our um <laughs> uh, the halloween
0: episode i'm trying to remember uh, kevin was here the kevin who played the flamboyant bard Kevin. Yeah, that's right <laughs> he was here for that jj and mickey were here and kurt was here mm-hmm. i think that was our cast yeah for that one and um that one ended with two characters on the beach killing themselves, mm-hmm. it was a murder suicide. While right. the other two got away on the boat,
2: right? And that was the one where, if I remember right, I wrote, yeah. I wrote the backstories for the characters. Yes, and everyone's like, "Dude, this should be a novel." <laughs> yeah, like really. And I was, yeah. I was thinking, I've been still been thinking about those characters, <laughs> maybe doing something with them. That would yeah. be cool. I don't know that it came off that fun in the game, but the backstory I had in my mind for them was really awesome. Yeah, yeah.
0: well, we could take so. the characters that survived and bring them in in a new game and play a trail of cthulhu game with those left over because i was interested in um the the one uh, randy said he liked the cthulhu confidential i was interested in continuing with dex because dex had a heart attack he had some other problems Mm -hmm. and if we brought him into another game then he starts that game he's the the gruff old man oh yeah (laughs) it could be a a cool way to continue with
3: veteran.
2: we should definitely consider cthulhu yeah I mean, even if we just did it in Dungeon World, um, that world would be fun for a little. Well, I would adventure.
0: run it. I would run it in the Trail of Cthulhu um, uh, system because I have that, mm-hmm. and I could run running the pre published adventures for that. Um, kind of like the Chit Chat. I don't know if it's published or pre published. I prefer published adventure because you can't pre publish, right? <laughs> just make
5: it so joe (laughs) play my game
0: (laughs) (laughs) but i think i have one or two adventures from that that we didn't play and i have the book and they the way they're written they're done by scenes so it's so easy not to screw up a later part you go to a scene and yes at the beginning it's if you've already been in this other scene there's a difference here but they tell you about Uh, it so it's it's a nice easy setup to go my favorite part is You get all the clues you need to complete this scene, but your abilities and your actions help you discover hidden things, more clues, more detail. Like they give an example of all of the clues in the scene let you move from here to the next one and you have a car to drive. However, if you uncovered a special clue, you notice that the brake line's been cut. And that's going to help you (laughs) when the car goes off to the next scene. Otherwise, in the next scene, if you didn't discover that clue, you end up crashing when you get to that next scene.
2: Right. But it's nice because in Gumshoe, you never don't move forward. Exactly. As the designers say, it's no fun not to find a clue. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
0: So you always get the clues you need to complete the scene. How you interpret them becomes the fun part and not what secret (laughs) clues and extra things you
1: find. Have to start working on Ra- my old timey voice. Yeah,
2: Randy, I think you've <laughs> inspired us. I think we need to go back and have a throwback Adara session and a throwback Cthulhu session.
1: I'll
3: put them together. So yeah, because yeah, I haven't played in either on this <laughs> <Yeah>. podcast. <so laughs> Seriously, be awesome.
2: like, we could do six episode arcs on both of those and have a really good time. The uh, other thing we I have, want to touch on is your uh,
3: your spy game, like
2: espionage little campaign. Oh gosh, yeah. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Mm. <laughs> I had fun doing that one. Okay. So,
0: the thing I remember most about that. Because I found it extremely funny at the time, is we're playing. I think it was in San Francisco. We turn this corner, and Kurt says, "You go around this warehouse where they film Kink.com." And I'm
2: like, <laughs> <laughs> awesome, Kurt. Thanks. Because now, for
0: the rest of the episode, I'm thinking that is what I saw at the beginning of that video. That's that
2: warehouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as the dungeon master or the game master for that game, I remember a lot of things, but I particularly remember watching JJ's face, like the pain on JJ's face <laughs> as he tried to understand the mechanics I was using for the chase, oh, yeah. and, and I'm like, roll a D4. He's like, oh, you swing around and your back end hits the building, and the next one, like, roll a D4, and this happens, and you can just literally see him like, he's trying to no freaking way. There's <laughs> no way that's working. <laughs>
0: he's a big mechanics fan. You know, the, uh, probably the biggest reason is because he wanted to know how he could taking the best advantage right. of the mechanics. You exactly. Had. How yep. can he drive
2: better at this
0: game? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile,
2: Mickey was like snoring next to him. <laughs> <laughs> take it a little nap.
0: Uh, she didn't roll well, I guess. Um, and so th- that's another question. Um, Randy, out of the different mechanics in different systems that you've listened to, is there anything that you thought uh, helps a game particularly well or, or hurts for that matter?
4: I think the dungeon roll mechanic has been my favorite so far. It gets right to the point, whether you hit and miss and what the repercussions are for not doing exactly what you intended on doing. Uh, The worst one is... I don't think I can think of a worse mechanic right now. I'm sure you guys have your least favorite ones. The ones Kurt made up. <laughs> <laughs> okay no, it it, maybe
3: this like what's the worst you've played? like for me, the worst was the palladium stuff, whether it was like a sci-fi version or their uh, um, fantasy. it was like I could have like six attacks, and the guy like, I could do six evades and it was like mm. it was horrible, right? It's like one of the worst uh, mechanics.
2: The system I have the hardest time with, and I, and I should not, because it's designed to encourage story play. It's designed to be flexible, it's designed to be rules light, but I just can't I've, and I've read the whole rule book. I don't. In, I don't instinctively get how fate works, mm. the fate system, fate, uh, which is I, part of like the Dresden stuff. Yeah, exactly. We struggled with exactly. That. I've struggled with it reading it. I've struggled with playing it, and I feel like I just it, a switch hasn't clicked for me. Yeah. Um, I'd like to get into it. I just have a hard time with it.
0: And I I still say the biggest reason we struggled with the Dresden Files role-playing game, not the the small adventure, because the small adventure in The Haunted House was fun, because we were able to just jump through that. But I think the biggest reason we struggled with the regular game was because nobody grasped the rules. Even the quick rule sheet. We didn't get to the point where we said, we know what this die roll means. I don't think we ever got there. We got to where we said, the die roll says I failed. Not that I understood what it meant, just that that was the end result.
3: Yeah, right. Although well, I didn't like playing that character, but yeah, the mechanics, I was like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's
2: tricky. And, and, and I've tried to learn Shadowrun on my own because I'm really drawn to that kind of cyberpunk sci-fi world, but boy, those rules are tough. Yeah.
1: yeah it's I, easier to play cyberpunk. I want yeah. so bad to play Shadowrun, but the real Shadowrun is just awful to play. Just yeah. awful. Like, it takes, like, four hours to create a character in shadow yeah, like insane. like i there's a um there's a dungeon world hack for that universe and it is so much better it is like you can play all those nice things and then it, there's not like dropping a, a busload of dice yeah. on the table
2: you know i just thought of an uh uh adventure that i really had a lot of fun with and i don't remember what we did it for but remember the when <laughs> the like 80s drug dealers in miami that yeah, was really, the
0: yeah. miami vice one yeah, yeah. i didn't play that one. i wore my hawaiian shirt for that episode too i had a lot of fun with that one
3: so i've yeah. done that in marvel i've used the marvel uh game system to do like a miami vice kind of game yeah. Huh. yeah
0: and that one that day was a made-up system it wasn't far off from dungeon world but it was a made-up system that day
2: neither of you guys were here for that
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh man, we ended you up were. in like Highlight Stadium. Yeah. I like, listened hey. to it. It was awesome. It was like, man, I always want to do yeah, that again. We were at know? the dog track. Uh, yep.
0: What
3: about you, Randy? You have a you have a game system. That's like, oh, I wish I'd never played. that game system. It's horrible. <laughs> you know, even though like man, those uh, adventures are cool and the characters are cool and this, but the world is awesome. But the game system just wrecked it for you. Wrecked them.
4: <laughs> well, the most I've I've played is uh, three point five uh, on standard D and D and Pathfinder, which is also just. Almost a yeah. mirror image of that. Um, the worst thing I played though is probably four. Uh, the core system for four. I know you guys try to play that a little bit too as well. That system is. I, I we didn't even get to making the characters. We just read about it, and it just seemed like <laughs> yeah. they stripped every way from creati- beginning. creativity in that game.
3: Yeah, to uh, me, like I've never played four, but to me, it came off like it was very video gameish. Try to like. I'm playing a video game, but we're role playing, but not really. It's just attack stuff. I don't know. Yeah. That's how it seemed to me. I've never played it, but just the look of it, just like nah. Why would I want to do that? I started
1: on four, and I <laughs> I, I appreciate. I'm surprised it. you stuck around then. In a way, because <laughs> it, it's almost it's more playing a board game than playing a role playing yeah. game okay, because yeah. you have like cards and you have minis and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. it's. I don't think it would work on a podcast that wasn't video, right. but a big like, visual element big visual element but i mean i i can appreciate it in a way because it was like oh and i have this card that does this move and then you have to flip that card over because you used it for the day and then like i want to move but i have to move in a way that i don't provoke from that guy and yeah i mean it's it's cool i don't know it's a different different way to play
0: i can say from my experience with that that um I played a fair amount of 4th edition in and out of gaming stores, and I thought 4th edition was great for the D&D Encounters, which was oh, yeah. the in-store gaming, okay. because it was so easy to play. But you got a character, and everything you could do was on paper in front of you. Kind of like the way I think Dungeon World works so well, like the D&D 5th edition starter set works so well. Everything you could do is right there in front of you. Mm. You really didn't have to look up any rules. It said, right. Mark mentioned, or Mike mentioned the card. Mark, Mike and card is Mark just enough, so you know. yeah. <laughs> um, But you mentioned the card, and the card says right on it, this is your daily move. You do this, you roll this, yeah. its effects are this, and mm. it's all right on the card. So I thought it was really good in that you can sit at a table with, a, with several people and say, here's your character, that's what you can play. And they don't have to even bring a rule book with them to, to play it. Yeah. But... To Mike's point, is very visual. Every time you had a map, you had minis, you had um, your cards, and not being able to see what's going on would definitely be difficult.
1: I think, like, uh, I think back. You said that uh, Mickey, when we you first started doing Dungeon World, wanted to know like. The box that she was going to play in, yeah. and it, the whole like yeah. you can do anything, just you have to roll, is was, was tough. I yeah. think Mickey would love fourth edition because it's she like, did. She I she this, cut her this, teeth this,
0: on this. fourth edition editing counter encounter session that that I was at actually uh, one of the first times she played. Yeah, uh, and JJ loved it because everything was tactical and numbers oh, yeah. based, and it was all there in your face.
3: Right. I think a lot of people seem to have that. What can I do? I'm like, well, you can do whatever you want.
2: Right. Yeah. So it's, you know. yeah, fourth edition, I think it's a lot more resource management it because does. you've got this card and once you use it, you can't do that ability uh, yeah, yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas in 5e or Dungeon World, you're like, hey, I want to somersault off well, of the altar. Yeah, and the I know. Thing is, in, in
0: fifth edition, it's still the same because you'll have something that uses a key point and you don't get that back till tomorrow. Right. Yeah. That kind of thing. But in fourth edition it was a physical card in front of you yeah you flipped it over to show that you had used it
5: yeah
0: um so randy what else what other questions might you have for us (laughs) like why is chris so cool what
2: (laughs) or or is there anything in particular you might like to see us do over the next year if uh that you'd like to listen to
4: uh just continue playing more games and uh that flashback to the ones you previously played sounds like a great idea it would be nice to hear those stories. Uh, like not those stories specifically, yeah. but those worlds again. Yeah.
2: yeah. Like I think, for example, on the espionage or the Miami game, we wouldn't have to pick up necessarily, even with the same characters in the same place, yeah. but you could right. kind of have yeah,
3: just, a, just of enough uh, of
2: a link between it's those worlds. kind of a genre a little bit. You yeah, know, it'd be fun. That flavor.
0: We're have some interdimensional portals going on. We can drop steampunk into Florida.
5: <laughs> oh, <laughs> steampunk.
3: Well,
0: and that, that was 80s perfect. Florida
2: too.
3: Yeah, that's right.
0: Uh,
2: yeah. Don Johnson world. Yeah, you played a uh, computer hacker. I think that's right. That double cross. I double crossed everyone, everyone at the, one at the end. end. Yeah, so, that's awesome. That's man. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got out on the boat with the big, huge shootout. And yeah, and I, I, I did the double switch. I did think
1: the only thing that would make my guy with the steam fist better is a a pastel jacket. <laughs>
0: <laughs> with the sleeves rolled up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And a All Ferrari. And a Ferrari.
2: Ferrari yes. yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, this is fun. I have to tell you, Randy, it's nice to uh, get to chat with you because you know we, we. I think we would probably do this regardless, but it's nice knowing that we have people that are listening and enjoy following it. and, and yeah. enjoy it. So yeah. it's uh, we're not making a yeah, you know it's mu- making money. Mu-
4: pleasure, you guys are great. It's great hearing you guys every week.
2: Awesome awesome yeah. you know i, I know some but guys i'm not out there,
0: sure i'm not sure my eagle will fit out the door when we're done I'm, I'm pretty sure i'm not
2: yeah i was gonna say we're not those guys that are making big bucks off of this or it's not launching our acting careers it's just we just enjoy playing <laughs> and it's, it's for it's, yourself it's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah joe's actually going to hollywood next week he just hasn't told anyone He's going to kick.com
3: uh,
0: <laughs> i gotta go to san francisco see the warehouse it's <laughs> oh. <So. laughs> cool um yeah, so it sounded like Kurt was cutting us off, but we don't need to be cut off. No, no, no. Right. I
2: just I was just you expressing can grab appreciation. Some more of my
0: nuts, if you like. Kurt. <laughs> I'm just so happy that
2: Joe put his nuts on the table. <laughs>
0: Me too. Now I also put those on the table. Hey, hey, um. So yeah, I think it was asked what else uh, you wanted to talk about, Randy. So you you should go ahead and talk. <laughs> oh, geez. Because you're here and all. On the spot.
4: I wish I came more prepared. Um, I don't have a whole lot of questions. Um, mostly, um, I don't really have any questions, really. Uh, <laughs> so it's all good. Just gets it. So now it's that you've good. you've set up this
1: video yeah. conferencing, Joe, uh, would yeah. you be open to having a uh, a remote player, or do you think it's?
0: I think what I'd like <laughs> to know when when we entertain that idea, mm-hmm. for me at least it starts to become more video oriented so this video that i'm going to uh put up on facebook about this if that works well right if that comes off as a good video on facebook i'll probably upload it to our youtube channel as well Uh, but if that works then i think it's it's possible Mm -hmm. because right now and just to talk technical for a minute, what we're hearing in our ears, and you guys can see it in the room here, but there's this laptop with like 25 wires plugged into it that lead over to that monitor with that camera. And then I have the same audio that we're hearing is the actual audio coming out of that laptop mixed with all the microphones we're wearing out through a splitter and all this, right? So, in order to be able Joe, to hear Joe, it, right? Just d- so you know... D- 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 d-
2: You lost me a computer. Just take take a nap. (laughs) That's
0: why I said it was going to be technical for a minute. But then that same audio that we're hearing is what's actually being pumped into this camera that's going recording the bit for Facebook. Mm -hmm. So if it all sounds good and we're able to be interactive with the other person, because one of my biggest concerns, having been at a job where we use video conferencing for a long time, Chris and I actually worked together at the same company for a while, and a lot of our calls were Google Hangout video conferencing. Mm One of the biggest concerns is that the person... In our case, the person at the end of the table on camera is the one that will might get lost in conversation because we're sitting around, we can see each other. Which is one reason I set it up like this, so it would be obvious when Randy moves, we can see somebody move right there. Uh-huh. It's not just I a feel little, like <laughs> he's, he's like right here with <laughs> he us. Is, he's right it's right like, right hey,
2: Randy, I can almost give him five.
0: <laughs> but as long as it can, Hi, Randy, <laughs> as long as it can, feel I'm going to devour like, your
2: soul. <laughs> you are. Too.
0: As long as it can feel like it's interactive enough, as save if me, the person save save me. <laughs> <laughs> said, oh, very ah, nice. Very yeah. nice. <laughs> if, if it's interactive enough that the person there can play an equal role at the table, then all that is to get to the point of, yes, I think this could work. Um, I would want to come up with some kind of uh, dice showing mechanic because it's always cool to watch someone else roll dice. And Randy held dice up to the camera last night so I could see. But one of the things I thought was just like a little plastic tub, like uh, I used to have card holders, Um, Mm -hmm. if you could roll it and then the the side that's facing the camera, we could see the number at the same time, that could be neat. (laughs) Because to to what Randy said earlier, I wouldn't want a DICE app on the screen, because that'd be boring.
2: We could use the DICE DICE. tower that we have now, where you put them in and it goes down, 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 and you get the results.
1: (laughs) That's a tough thing. I've seen, like, because I watch a lot of uh, role-playing stuff online, and a lot of them use the Roll20 that's, like, it just shows the number on the side. Um, I almost think that, like, as much as joe has gotten the the audio thing like like super good like it's so much of a higher mountain to do the video thing it is and you have to like <laughs> yeah. like most of them have a camera on each person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they have it it's set up there's another one if you're doing the dice thing on the table there's another camera over top of the the table there might be one that's showing everyone and it's like it's just so involved to get get that to the quality that I think Joe would want to do it 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 would also be really I've done it we'd need more lights in here
0: though which will kind of blind people a bit it
2: would also be hard (laughs) for me to have all the porn on my laptop without that showing up on the internet well (laughs) we would have the
0: camera facing you as
2: long as as your laptop is above the the waist waist. yeah Yeah, exactly. (laughs) we don't need to see under the table we
0: have the under the table
2: cam That's what we really don't need with this crew. We just yeah. need somebody
0: to keep wiping the lens.
2: Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh, Joe. Joe, too far.
0: Too far. <laughs> what? Because it'll probably get dusty. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What were you guys? You perverts. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. All
3: the humidity.
1: Yeah, with the video, <laughs> the I think. humidity. <laughs> I think Weapon. you almost need a producer person yeah. to be like, like flipping between cameras yeah. and stuff and it yeah I unless it picks up
3: on the audio and like automatically switches because of that like you know, yeah. in like a chat
0: unfortunately session. i'm not ready to drop like five yeah. grand yeah to get
3: that's
0: that done. yeah no yeah. let me let me clarify i am ready to i'm just not going to <laughs> <You're> right yeah <laughs> i want my <laughs> robot lawnmower first <laughs> yeah. also i'm
2: just thinking if it automatically switched based on voice those moments where we get going yeah. the camera would be like oh, <laughs> yeah. it, would, it would give someone seizures
0: quick
3: cuts yeah. that's cool yeah, seizures are cool. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Wow. Our podcast, v our, yeah, Vlog, gives me a seizure. <laughs> yes. It's the warning Have at the beginning eight? of the episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the yes, following
0: mate. podcast may give seizures. Seizures.
3: Seizures. <laughs> I'm the seizures. That's awesome. So, Randy, I'm going to ask you, since it's hanging out back there, uh, what, what bass is that and do you uh, still play?
4: Uh, it's a Johnson. Uh, I'm not really sure what type, and I do not play bass. I play drums. That was given to me from a friend I helped move one day.
3: That's gotcha. true.
4: Yeah, someone scratched something on it. I uh, can't even see what it is right now. It was like riot
3: or something. Oh, gotcha. That's <laughs> I mean, a
0: pretty big Johnson back there. Right?
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's got a nice G string on that Johnson. Are you, you should see him grab it by the neck. Are <laughs> 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 you out?
0: <a> <laughs> That's how you grab it. Yeah. Uh-huh. You guys, man.
4: Are I you in tell a band? my friends they can play with my Johnson, and they just walk away from me. <laughs> Those
2: aren't the right friends. I will be
3: honored to play with your Johnson, Randy. I'm a, I'm a you're bass player, to leave so I will... nuts. But no one
5: will play with my Johnson.
3: I would totally I would totally jam on your Johnson.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, there is the episode. Is a jam, on jam on your
5: Johnson.
3: Jam on your Johnson. <laughs> so, so you, you currently that, play drums in a band or anything, or just kind of? Yeah, like... yeah.
4: I currently play drums in a band. I came oh. off of one that lasted uh, about seven years, and this one I've been going for almost a year strong now.
3: Cool. What, what kind of stuff
4: uh this one's street punk the last one was more of a rise again style okay uh, yeah, yeah i got punk meets punk rock that's awesome that's
3: awesome man very
1: cool steampunk
4: rock oh, oh yeah you there you go yeah
3: you need to start steampunk rock man yeah that'd be awesome
4: like that's got to be out awesome.
3: there somewhere. Yeah. Somebody's you doing it. I'm
4: right. all the way down. I could not hear you
2: guys for two seconds. All right. Well,
0: you can hear us now, just in time for us to close the episode. <laughs>
2: <laughs> great. Yeah, the only thing you missed there was Chris just talking about your Johnson again. Uh, so it's yeah, all good. Yeah,
0: cool. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, hey, you got if you've got any um, original stuff that you could share, maybe we could do some steampunk rock to open up that we can use that music to open up our steampunk episode that could that's, be neat that's
1: cool Yeah, that would be cool there you go
2: and we'll give you a shout out if you want If your yeah. band wants to give us a snippet to play
5: yeah, yeah, yeah man
0: because as it is except for the Star Trek episode everything is music that I've done here so it's all original stuff anyway it'd be cool to oh. do other people's original stuff yeah
4: I think this thing cut me off I said street punk yeah and steam I'm saying
1: rock. steam street oh, okay. punk yeah we're yeah. saying yeah, steampunk I need to develop a new yeah. kind of punk yeah. <laughs>
0: exactly you just put steam in there somewhere, and we can say it's steampunk rock, steam right. street punk, street <laughs> steam punk. to our punk. songs.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And wear goggles. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. We could do that. Yeah. But hey, it's been great having Randy cool. joining us remotely. Um, I think this went well. Yeah. out and like... hanging out with Randy. Yeah. Um, anyone have anything else they want to say before?
2: No, man. We appreciate your time, and we appreciate your listening, and thanks for being with us today. Yeah, yeah man. Of course. Hey, thanks, man. guys.
0: Hey, and that's it. We all say bye-bye. Bye. 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 Uh, this The preceding podcast was brought to you by OneJillion. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. The preceding podcast was brought to you by Shed.
5: TV. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com.